You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to sad boy hour kevin and tim aren't in london for star wars celebration so we're joining oh you have to start with live tim bay florida instead you wanted to start with that i'm just That's a painful know. intro tim okay sorry kevin you can do it this time no it's we'll start it like that this no is, i didn't think is... i'd have the fomo that i have this is the emo episode of, of Star Wars and Scotch. I'm going to move my hair out like this. You know how the emo can do, Tinley? I never... Okay, so you know how you and I talked about how I'm like a closet emo kid? See, like, okay. Like, this is this is a discussion we're not going to have today. Emo to me and emo to everyone else is two completely different things. Emo to everyone else is what goth was when I was growing up. Now everyone's like, oh, my chemical romance is emo. I'm like, no, it's not. Okay, well, so then, so then, you know how we've talked about that I'm a closet goth kid. Yeah, hundred percent hot topic kid. I think it's a fair assessment there. I just never. That was the only part that I was like, oh, I'm good. I never wanted to have like the, like the long hair that just covered one side of my face. Yeah, but you can, you can, you can still rock good hair. I can. And... Well, yeah, but that's why I did the spiky hair. I think. Mmm. Full punk wanted, rock. I always but yeah, wanted the. Goth. Always wanted the big. The big spikes. Liberty spikes. My, my mom wouldn't let me do it. Uh, I'll what a weird to start to this episode. Maybe she'll let you do it now. I'll talk to her next time I see her. I'm a grown. <laughs> you still, you still probably have the Catholic guilt about doing it. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't have tattoos, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I guess I'm damned. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't have tattoos. Speaking of going tomorrow, getting a Star Wars tattoo tomorrow. Oh, where are you getting it? Right here. Oh, sick! What is yeah. it gonna be? Are you gonna? Is it's it gonna Hans be a Blaster? It's Hans <sighs> Blaster, and it's wrapped in banners, and it says "Never tell me the odds." Ooh! Thought of that one myself. Okay. Now, all right, hold for on. people out second. there, wait a second. Better. All right, do you know the Do you know the name of Hans Blaster? No. Oh, Kevin. Okay. All right. So you have to know. I feel the like name you're gonna right. say it, and I know it. Well, but... yeah, it's the DL44. So yes. you ha- you have to know that if it's going to be tattooed on your body. Okay. Well, my tattoo artist is a Star Wars fan, so I'm in good hands. Perfect. Okay. Like Great. the day I met him, he was wearing a Millennium Falcon shirt, and then when I told him what I want, he was like, "This is one of the coolest tattoos I've ever got to do." So, um, I'm in I'm in good hands on the on that side of the fence. <clears throat> but it's like somewhere special, like Han shot first. Like you'll never see it, but like it'll be there, like like in the handle. God, I would love that, right? I'm, I'm telling you, dude, just like like a little Easter egg in the tattoo that says Han shot first. His, we all know that he did. He did, but I just like telling people that Greedo shot first just to like start an argument and start shit. Oh, then, I, mean, I like, know Han could, shot first. So but you could work that in. I'm just saying, I feel like you should work that in there somewhere. Also, what I was going to say to our listeners, um, and thank you for uh, setting new uh, records in, in listener and viewership over the past few weeks. We appreciate That's you. Why people have been coming to my chat. Yes, yes. But uh, what I want to say is I know I'm not the first person to get this tattoo, but I did yeah. think of it on my own before I Googled it. So don't start sending me like, my cousin's sister's brother's uncle's cousin's roommate has one. We know. I get it. There's nothing new under the sun. Uh, but before we get rolling, let's remember that we're drinking our delicious and wonderful turn the cut the right way kevin king's coast coffee you can get yours at kingscoastcoffee.com there might be a little kona left there was yesterday there i don't know if it's all sold it's out. gone okay yeah, yeah, i looked last gone. night yeah sorry it's gone Woo-hoo, bye 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 see ya so uh no kona left um uh, but if you were part of the king's club you probably would have known about the kona and you wouldn't have missed out on the kona so uh we've had jamaican blue we've had uh jamaica blue mountain kona this year who knows what's going to be next um but uh don't miss out join the king's club king's coast coffee.com tim yes sir are you excited for gcx i'm i mean kevin i'm wearing a gcx t-shirt right now 
that was the lead in to the to the, the question. Like for, I was okay, so you. for those that are listening, I know there's a lot of you that listen to the podcast. Uh, we also do a video version uh, for YouTube, uh, and also I think it goes on Facebook as well. Um, but I'm wearing last year's GCX T-shirt. This is like a good one. Shirt. This is actually a really good one. So we're gonna use. We're actually this same shirt material is gonna be what we're using for some other stuff. But uh, yeah, this is a good one. What's our theme this year? Eight bit, sixteen bit adventure. That's gonna be sick, dude. Yeah, uh, we just actually um, we had some characters drawn originally, uh, but we wanted to give them a new angle. So our good friend Khan is working on drawing our uh, uh, dungeon party for this year's event. They'll be the ones leading everything, the characters that come in and do stuff over the course of the event. So Khan is working on that uh, right now as we speak. Uh, if you don't know Khan, go to KingsCoastCoffee.com and look at the Conquer bag. That's his bag. So if you want to see what you're, and also if you just don't know him, uh, Young Khan, uh, Y-U-N-G-K-H-A-N, Google him uh, and get all of your art needs fulfilled because he's yeah, the he man. He amazing work. He really does. He really does. But uh, Khan's working on that. And then um, announcements uh, probably before the end of this week will roll out. We're waiting for a confirmation from one of our partners to make sure we could announce something. But uh, we start doing that. Creator signups are coming. Uh, we'll start announcing what creators will be there, what boots will be on the floor. Here comes the avalanche of announcements for GCX 2023, Rosen Shingle Creek, August 4th and 5th. Do not miss it. I'm telling you, also, Hotel Block is almost at the level that it was last year. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, we're, wow. we're not far off, so... You want a hotel room you don't even have to pay for the hotel room tonight you just book it and you can pay it when you show up to rosen so if you're thinking about it i suggest you book the hotel room um and and, and hold your spot but you're probably gonna end up going if you're thinking about it because once we start announcing things you're gonna you know, you're gonna want to go yeah you're gonna want to go so just the star wars stuff that. alone you're gonna want to go just saying yeah you're gonna want to go you're gonna want to go but we'll uh, we'll get into more Star Wars sucks, uh, stuff later. GCXevent.com uh, for all of your GCX needs and announcements and whatnot will start going up there soon. Did you did you finish Battle Scars? Not yet. Okay, I'm on, I'm like, on chapter. I'm on chapter eight. I don't know what chapter I'm on, but I have six. They're on the planet about to do the mission. Yeah. So you and I are in the exact same spot. Okay. Yeah. Like after after here. the after the the fiery scene. Yeah, Marin and Sierra are having a conversation while they're yeah yeah yeah. Into this thing. Uh -huh. Yeah, I just okay, good. literally yeah. heard that on the way this morning. And and you find out that someone doesn't have any. Uh, they don't have they don't have units on their chest. Yes. And they yeah. like and they go into detail about that, which I thought was really strange. So myself and most of the internet seem to think that. There's too much teen romance in this it, and not it enough gets a little Star hot Wars. and heavy, but it's only for a certain section. I feel like the beginning of the book is so good. feels like a video game. It's really enjoyable. The action scenes are fun. The way that they talk about Marin using her powers, really great. Are, are we just going to, are we going to dump into this or just like, just, just well, we're not, we, jump we, we, we can use it as a precursor to the final discussion when we finish the book and lead we're going to talk, Je talk about Jedi survivor gameplay coming on things like that. Okay. All right. So, so anyways, they're saying that if you want to know what happens before Jedi survivor, you have to read battle scar. It is an absolute must. Everything that has happened in battle scar so far, unless all of the juicy stuff's going to be at the very end. This feels a lot like the book that they wrote for Star Wars battlefront um, Inferno squadron. Um, Inferno Squadron was supposed to be this book where it was all about um, the the oh God I forget her name the protagonist for the what's her face it starts plays. with an I oh God damn Indi it. is remember. it Indira no that doesn't sound right anyways so that entire book was supposed to set up her character and set up like the 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 entire dichotomy of like what's going on and you're supposed to have like this great understanding. At the end of the day, it was a really lackluster book. Iden Versio. There you go. Thank Iden you very Versio, much. Yes. Um, so like um, and she was played by someone who was on Teen Wolf. Um, I forget her name. I'm just brain farting with her, but she was great. She's awesome in per I met her in person. Um anyways, I it was just it's another one of those video game Star Wars books where I was just like, I'm still confused as to why this matters. Because it's a cool, like it's fun for a bit, and then you're right, it gets really hot and heavy with Marin and this character. 
that right off the rip, like as soon as she like meets up with him, it's like, boom, I love you. And it's like, holy crap. So no, like there's really no spoiler there. It's like they, it, it's instantaneously, as soon as this person is met up with, with Marin, it's like they're in it. So I don't know. It's weird. I, I, yeah, I'm still holding out for. Kevin was like, he texted me. He's like, this is stupid. And I was like, it gets better. I swear. And it did. It, it, I feel like they let up off the gas pedal as soon as they like had like their moment. It was like, it was done. But there was feels so much like it's detail. dominating. It feels like it's dominating the story. And it's not about the crew. It's about this little this connection love. that Marin has. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not feeling that because it's this brand new character i don't know her from from anything and i am coming into the story interested in the story of the crew that i played with in the last game yeah exactly so introducing this new person a forced love interest in my opinion it does not feel natural at all um it's just like and then they keep referencing it over and over again it seems to be overshadowing the plot so as of now i'm not really into it i'm going to finish the book before we start cataclysm which we're going to talk about in just a second but uh i'm like "Mm." also i can't listen to this one in the car with my son and he really likes listening to star wars books because they keep making sexual references in it so it's not even suitable for my son who loves star wars he's hitting a huge star wars stride we're watching clone wars together all the way through oh my god that's so sick I know we watched the uh, the first two Mortis episodes on Tuesday night. Oh yeah. my God, Tim, he was like, he was like, what is this place? I was like, it's Mortis. Who are they? What's his name? The brother? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, so, dude, like ninety percent of the Star Wars fandom don't understand that, so it's totally fine. Yeah, so uh, that's awesome. I don't know. That's so cool. I, Kyler was asking I, about Bad Batch this morning. He's like, where's Bad Batch? I'm like, it's it's all done. He's, the internet does not think tech is dead, by the way. It's no, I'm definitely place. on. No, I'm no. definitely on tech is not dead team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but jumping into Cataclysm, it's the New High Republic book. It released yesterday, April 4th. Uh, it's written by Lydia Kang. Um, so I, I listened to the first chapter with with Hunter. Um, it's Good. literally just on the heels of what was the one on Jet Battle for Jetta? Was that the name of it? Yes. Yeah, it's literally on the heels of that one. Okay. Um, so we're saying uh, we're still in phase two, which is like 200 years before phase one. It, o- it opened with a new person from the path, the open hand and the mother. Um, Man, I'm really leaning into this one. Well, it's the story of the, the leveler. Levelers. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and they talk about it. They reference it multiple times. It's just, I'm surprised that they've stuck with phase two for so long because I like, they left phase one in such a weird spot. I think like in my opinion, like when we leave Martian, like it it just doesn't feel right. Like I'm ready for the next thing with his story, and I don't know when we're gonna get that closure. We will see. This is the this is the summary. Um, after five years of comp- conflict, the planets Iram and Arano are on the cusp of a real peace God, again. Again, Iram and Arano. Jesus. But when news breaks of a disaster at the treaty signing of Jeddah, violence reignites on the beleaguered worlds. Together, the royal heirs excuse me, of both planets, Fantuzen and Ziri Albaran, work alongside the Jedi, have uncovered evidence that the conflict is being orchestrated by outside forces and all signs point to the mysterious path of the open hand, yeah. whom the Jedi also suspect of causing the disaster on Jeddah. With time and answers in short supply, the Jedi must divide their focus between helping quell the renewed violence on Iram and Arano and investigating the path. Among them is Gela Natai, who turns to the uh, one person she believes can unravel the mystery, but the last person she wants to trust, Axe Greylark. He's back. Yeah, of course, he's back. The, the Chancellor's son, imprisoned for his crimes, has always sought to unburden himself of the weight of his family name. Will he reconcile within the Jedi and aid in their quest for justice and peace, or embrace the path's promise of true freedom? All roads him. lead to Dalna. Gela and her allies prepare to take on a Oh, unlike anything they've ever faced, and it will take all their trust in the force and in one another to survive. You know who Axel reminds me of? He reminds me of the ISB agent from Aftermath. He's got that same. He's got that oh, same. Oh, Sinjir Rathvilas. Sinjir. He reminds me so much of him. Um, yeah, but I feel like they're gonna kill him at the end. I feel like Axel's gonna die. He's gonna have this he, because he feels so bad. He needs this. Um, he needs this turning point. He needs this redemption arc. And I think that they're going to end up, he's going to end up sacrificing himself at the very end to, because he's been so selfish. He's been so selfish. He needs to have this selfless moment 
of like I give I give myself for the greater good. It's gonna happen. Calling it now. We shall see. I I think what this will reveal is knowledge on how to take down the leveler. That will then shoot us back to the time period we were in and someone figuring out that one of the Jedi had in the past had defeated the leveler. What I don't understand is even though this is only like a hundred and oh some odd god, years what before. If it's the guy who's frozen in Finn Survivor. Oh my god. <laughs> Imagine Kevin. What if the leveler what if they is bring the Survivor. leveler back and it's in Survivor? Or it's not or maybe oh my god, Kevin. That would be such a cool way to bring that all full circle. That'd be wild. You bring the leveler in as the bad guy. How would you even how would you even fight that as a in a video game? I don't know. But somehow, and like what ha, what if it's somehow related to the Zepho? Be interesting. Well, it, it I don't think it could be because she creates it. Oh, you didn't read that book. The teen the, romance. The really one bad that was awful. one. She yeah. made it. Essentially, yeah. God damn it. So it wouldn't link back. Well, how that did she far, learn? She, how did she learn? how to do it they don't really tell you but she has it like an egg oh so i guess it could go back to the zepho and then it like i don't know it's like this little mush at the beginning and it grows as it feeds on the force hmm. i know it was a terrible book they so covered that in the team romance one yeah that's that's pretty important why would they just kind of just skip over just that? that's why i always whenever the other books come out i just go to youtube and and find someone reviewing it and summarizing it for me real quick that's smart it just just so I get the info, but um, so yeah, we'll finish uh, battle scars and then uh, we'll jump into cataclysm and oh, as we read them, we'll discuss them just like we do with battle scars. But uh, the jury, the jury is out. But yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be very focused on how to defeat the leveler. And that obviously the po the politics of Iram and Arano are important in that time frame too. But um, the leveler, I think, is the big yeah question. Be very sense. interesting if the levelers in survivor. That would be uh. I just like the whole idea of knowing that we have someone from the High Republic and we don't really know when and where it's from. I mean, we know it's after the, well, unless we don't really know if that's a Bacta tube, but we'd assume that because there's Bacta in there, it was after the events of the first book because that's when mm -hmm. they were first starting to cultivate Bacta. So it's got to be a little bit farther into the future. So that's why I, feel, I, I keep on feeling like the, the idea of it is involved with uh, Acolyte. That makes way more sense. But we'll see. We shall see. The High Republic rolls on. Um, so there was the Star Wars Jedi Survivor Play event, which I believe is in London, right? Yeah, it was, inter was, it was an international event. Yeah, Tim and I didn't get invited. Tim was like, it's okay, Kevin. I wouldn't I have like, went anyway. It was a so it was a YouTube it was a YouTuber event or like a, a content creator event. It was mostly for people who create VODs. They got to play four hours of gameplay. Um, I usually end up turning those down one because I love live streaming them and I hate getting it ruined for me. I did it once. I will never do it again. I got to play the entire campaign for Battlefront from start to finish, and it ruined it for me because when I came home to stream it, I was like, I've already seen all this. So it was like, it was like, made me really sad. So like, that's why I didn't get involved with like Dead Space. They were like, do you want to come and do feedback sessions for Dead Space? I was like, fucking no, because I'm really excited for this game. And I'm not ruining it for myself. Yeah. It would have been uh, sick. They all got lightsabers and stuff. Okay. Like, I mean, the invite would have been nice. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it would have been nice to. I'll email I somebody. Went. I'll email someone. I would have went. I'm not gonna lie. I would have went, and I would just stayed the week and went to celebration. But now oh, so we're here good. with FOMO. This so is okay, the way, we'll talk Kevin. About it. Yeah, this is this is the way. Ugh. This is the way. Um. So this is from Gamespot. This is the short summary. Star Wars Survivor is going in an interesting direction with its story, which takes place five years after the events of Star Wars Fall, Jedi Fallen Order. Now we know the book takes place around two, three years, yep. uh, in between the two games. Yep. In Survivor, you once again play as Cal Kestis, who finds himself struggling to keep ahead of and fight against the ever-expanding threat of the Galactic Empire. Lots of clues to that in the book already. Yep. All these years later, the Empire is still expanding efforts to hunt down and kill any Jedi who managed to survive Order 66. And Cal's exploits in Fallen Order have made him a major target. The preview we played picked up at the Survivor's second chapter, so they didn't even get to play the intro, with Cal crashing the Mantis and setting out to find replacement parts for the ship. 
Grease, Seer, and Marin aren't around, leaving Cal and his droid companion BD-1 to adventure out alone. So I would assume that the opening of the game is action-packed, crazy, teach you how to reteach you the controls and the new mechanics. Somehow mm -hmm. we crash the Mantis and we're separated from our crew. And then we're kind of left to figure out what we learned in chapter one with BD. And then I'm assuming we will regroup with the crew. Does that sound right? Sounds about right. <laughs> Did I get the it's video like, game formula? It's like you've played a video game before. Yeah, I know. So, um, I mean, I'm excited for this game, dude. Yeah, I can't. dude. I mean, like, there's nothing like there's nothing that has been showcased in this game where I'm like, that looks bad. Like, I and I've been trying really hard, like knowing that there's all this gameplay out there. I was like, I want to be careful. I don't want to ruin this for myself. This is like yeah. this is like the game that I'm super excited for, and I want to ruin it. But like seeing all of, of the Clone Wars stuff that's in there, like the 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 B ones and the super battle droids. Like that's cool. That's really neat. And like it, it feels like they took all of the really good stuff from Battlefront and like all the that really neat nostalgic stuff that we just absolutely loved when the game was polished and it felt better. Mm -hmm. And and they're continuing to bring that in. And even like in Mando today, like seeing more like Clone Wars stuff has been really fun for me. Because it starts to make more sense. You're like, where the fuck did all this stuff go? You know, all this stuff that was out there after after the Clone Wars, and it just like just completely disappears. Um, so it's really cool to see them use those assets in other parts of storytelling to be like, okay, no, that stuff is still around in the universe. I like the, uh, Kotaku article. Um, there's a bunch of articles on it. If you yeah. want to read it, yeah, uh, the star Wars Jedi survivor <laughs> gameplay shows off an expanded set of mechanics and extensive customization. This is what yeah, they have to say I about Cal. I'm not really a lore guy, though, Star Wars or otherwise, but I love me some flippy, skippy Metroidvania action, and Jedi Survivor hit me in the face with an expensive replica lightsaber with, end quote, flippy, skippy Metroidvania action, end quote, etched into the hilt. Unlike Samus or Alucard, who lose their powers to start a new caper, Cal Kestis gets yoked up and does everything he could do before, but better. He's heavier, faster, forcier, stronger, and beardier. Stronger, I like that. Able to do sick shit like kicking off walls to reset his double jump and scale surfaces he couldn't dream of doing in the original game. I love that Respawn brought wall running back and they put it yep. in Star Wars. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Titanfall, but now yeah, Cal they're like, yeah, it. it worked really well in Titanfall. Let's try it again. Cal is a lot more world weary with pronounced uh, bags under his eyes telling us his quest to disrupt the ever growing empire and restore the Jedi Order hasn't gone well. This makes sense in the greater Star Wars timeline as we. Uh, no, things only get worse from here. But that crushing reality also feels like a practical vehicle to insert a little more life into Cal, who was sympathetic enough in Fallen Order's plot, but stopped short of being an interesting character. Otherwise, I disagree with that. Mm. Respawn's creative team has done an excellent job of finding a sweet spot here, giving Cal more substance and grit without compromising his overall uh, babyface vibe. He's nice. still a nerd, but with a little more hair on his chest. You know? Yes, I do know. That's a great description. That part I agree <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then it just goes on to talk about the different stances, which is crazy awesome canon. Mm -hmm. Um, and just uh a lot of the things that you can do. But the baseline of, and every article seemed to really push home was you're still a Cal Kestis when you show up in this game. It's not like the other games where you're stripped of your powers and you have to regain them or relearn them. Yeah. They're just gonna build on what you already had in in, in Fallen Order and Survivors, just you're just gonna be that cool, much cooler of a Jedi. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, like, again, there's nothing that I have seen about this game where I'm like, that's going to suck. Like, I'm just excited to play. It's difficult, again, because it's like, you don't want to get your hopes up and then it bombs, but I, I know, mean, the first know, game set like, a pretty good tone. The first game was so good, and it still plays so well. You can go back and play it. I did another playthrough of it, and it was so good. And I'm probably going to play it again before the end of the month just because it feels like it's a probably a good thing to to just play through it's a quick playthrough it's really not that long of a game if you play it on normal um and if you're familiar with the mechanics like you can kind of just zip right through it and it, it feels still really really good um so yeah i'm excited to see like the customization and the um the the new combat systems that they're bringing in like this uh this co-op system where you're like you're able to like you can go and recruit people that i saw um, it's going to feel more open world, it seems like, where they're just going to expand on the ability for you to go from like planet to planet. It's going to be more to that, which looks really, really cool. But like being able to do the, like this tag team stuff, I'm, I'm excited to see that and see what kind of combos you can pull off. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see 
what the new stuff is. And it, we've got a little bit of it leaked, but I have a feeling there's a lot behind the curtain we haven't seen. Oh, yeah. So I'm very interested to see, like, how do you build it up even more? And they gave some practical examples there, like the resetting your uh, jump by getting on a wall, which is pretty awesome. Because uh, that means there's probably somewhere along the game where you have to double jump wall, double jump wall, mm-hmm. double jump wall. Yeah, and there's it's a inevitable. grapple system and stuff. So, I mean, like, there's going to be some cool shit where, like, the puzzles are going to be a lot more fun. That's the one thing I really like, too, is, like, the Zeppo puzzles were really, really cool. Also, yeah, it, 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 it when it comes to map building, when you have that kind of versatility, that means they can go lower and higher than they did in the previous iteration because you'll be able to go to new places in that sense. And they don't have to build stairs or anything. So, yeah. Should be fun. Jedi oh, Survivor right. comes out April. It's when I'm at Disney. April 28th. 20, April 28th. Yeah, I'll be at April Disney, 20th. so I won't be able to play it on, on release. It's my daughter's first, fourth birthday party. We're right, doing I'll princess stuff. That's, I'm not going to watch you because. Wow, that's that's rude. All right. Well, while I have a stern talking to you with Kevin about not watching my stream, um, you guys can take a listen to these ads to help pay the bills, and we'll see you on the other side. I was going to tell everyone else to watch your, your no, stream. Ad break. The ads. All right. As uh, Kevin, uh, you know, thinks about his actions, uh, we'll start talking about uh, the Mandalorian. FB.gg slash darkness. He's trying to suck up. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, overall. You like uh, this episode. (laughs) I really, so, you know, it's funny because I I, I knew, like, right from the rip, I was like, oh, this is a side quest and a half. You read Um, the description. Oh, yeah, it was like guns, guns for hire. And I was like, OK, cool. Um, and then so I like how it opens up, you know, this like this this <laughs> right away. It, it's like this cheesy open of like these two teenagers that are in love and they're running away from home. Um, so I thought that was great. But we get to learn that Bo-Katan built up an armada of um, uh, reacquired imperial assets. Uh, I really thought this was going to be the Thrawn moment. I was like, oh, shit. Here it comes. Everybody was right and I was wrong. And and the way they opened it up, even even the guy, he had a little like English accent in there. And I was like, oh shit, it's Thrawn. It wasn't Thrawn. Um, but it was the Mandalorian pirates. Um, so we assume that these guys probably are the reason why um our good friend Moff Gideon isn't around right now. I would assume. That's my assumption, is that these guys intercept they were hired to intercept gideon's transport vehicle so you think axe wolves crew that bo katan just took back has gideon in custody um or they delivered him to someone else got it okay. remember they went and stopped the quarren from getting the the moncala off you know so they could go do weird fish stuff they stopped him they didn't do they didn't do any damage they didn't kill anybody but they took because the so, Mandalorians have a reputation, right? Exactly. So I'm wondering if they were hired. But she said it's it. He he said I thought Mandalorians were people of honor, and she says it only takes a few credits. And so how she much? She said you, we are. It only takes a few credits. Yeah. But, so she she's saying though, like it only like we'll do anything for credits. Essentially, she's like we're honorable people, but like that's how I took it. But they've always been like that. That's nothing for sure. new. And, to like, Star and there's Wars. nothing new that. But that's why I'm thinking that this group. They took Gideon and they took him somewhere else, but they're not going to say anything. I'm sticking to my theory. I think there's bad Mandos out there. That could be too. I think that's more fun. But they also have, I mean, they had a, they had an Imperial cruiser like that, like that has a tractor beam. Like there's no way that like they were going to stop a Lambda shuttle. Right. If you have an Imperial cruiser with a tractor beam, you would have sucked it in and boarded it that way. Just like they do in Star Wars movies. I don't think they would have. Why not? Why couldn't you just hold it and have a board? Why would you just blow the hole? Well, obviously, no. What I think they did was board it. uh, Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then blow the hole and get out of there. I still think it was them, though. I don't know. I like I like my Imperial Mando theory. All right. Well, we'll see. But yeah, the 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 fish love. By the way, that's not Prince Lay whatever from. No, it's a different guy. The timeline does not match yeah. up on that at all. I saw someone say that online. I was like, N- Lashan? I don't remember his name. Uh, but that's not him. But it was very nice to kiddo. see. Th- it's very nice to see the two uh, warring factions of Moncala have like yeah. a Romeo and Juliet style situation. It was situation. very cute. It was nice. I like that Tim called it weird fish stuff. Yeah, the weird fish stuff. 
I love when insensitive? I love the Quarren like tentacles. She was she face was caressing touch. him with her face tentacles. It was really cute. It was all cute. Fish stuff is cute. It, I I had I I had fun with the beginning. I thought that was like an awesome little. All of this. No, was I don't awesome. Say Dude, we we get to this planet we've never heard of, and it's beautiful. This Plazier fifteen. Plazier fifteen. Plazier is beautiful. Like it's not on any map. No one knows about it. Can we talk about the casting budget for this episode? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm getting to. This entire episode was so fun because it opens up and, it, and I, right away, the door opens up and I'm like, is that Jack Black? I said the same thing. I giggled. I went, <laughs> Jack Black with Lizzo. Yeah, and then we get closer and it's Lizzo and Jack Black. And then Christopher Lloyd. And then Christopher Lloyd shows up. And then they brought Mercedes Vernado back. This, as the Mandalorian, she ain't this cheap either. Episode was nuts from a cast perspective. It was so much fun because every scene was like, "Who's next? Who are they going to bring out next?" Because I think they just like just blew their load on this. They're just like, I we'll just have everybody in there." I completely forgot that it was leaked that Christopher Lloyd was going to be in Mandalorian. I didn't. I thought that was a joke. I completely forgot about that. So when that door opened, I was like, "Oh!" But the man, the way they looped him back into being a separatist. Oh my god! It was, it was so beautiful. Awesome. Great Scott. Beautiful. Marty. I was hoping there was going to be like a DeLorean that like went through a shot. I just, that would have been so funny for me. Like flying through, through just, the Just something the real quick. You know how that, you know how JJ put R2D2 in Star Trek? Yeah. Like that would have just been really fun if there would have just been like a quick, like just DeLorean just through one of the chase scenes. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Mando talking to the Ugnaughts. Yeah, that was fun because he brought, he brought back Kuwil. And I, thought and I didn't really realize, cool. I've never realized that you, there's a certain way you have to talk to them. Yeah. Which makes Kuil seem less like a hard ass and more just that's, that's his cultural he's, norm. He, he's an Ugnaught. Yeah. I mean, it made me miss Kuil because I, I really love enjoyed his character. You have to a- end your, your statement. I've spoken. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want with I have spoken. And that yeah. seems to be also not insult them like, uh, uh, Bo was doing. Bo just came right in. Your shit's broken. Yeah, but then we had the opposite when they went to the uh, the droid bar. Was that was that so remind cool. me of legend stuff? Because like, there's so many stories. There's one in Swotor. You do a dungeon in Swotor on a planet where the droids rebelled and took over the entire planet. Um, so it reminded me a lot of that. The plot of this. Um, yeah. The the kicking the the what droids are the the big battle oh, droids? Those are, the, those are the super battle droids. The, the super battle wars. droids was yeah. totally the the Boston Dynamics Most videos definitely. that are all over the internet. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, one of those is going to come off and wail him in the face. And just turn around, bam! I've had enough. But that was so cool that like they 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 ended up getting infected by these nanites, and like that was really cool. That was very like that felt like a Clone Wars kind of like or like Rebels kind of episode of like. Of just like this bad shit's going on. We like it was like Star Wars CSI. It was cool. I like that the droid in the laboratory turned on them too. I did not see that coming. Yeah, the green laser beams flying out everywhere. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. That was really it, really good. Yeah, and the the way they uncovered the whole chain code identity messaging on the nano uh, nano droids was pretty awesome. Um, I I one thing I liked but didn't like let's talk about the end of the episode okay okay then. all right perfect i like that she challenged them yes him axe yes i did not like the fight i thought but here's my thought process on the fight because right. that was let's tim that was easy for her am i wrong it was it was a little uh, it felt i don't know like i I also have to feel like like the choreograph was like because they're so heavy with the armor. Um, maybe that's why it felt slow. But yeah, it just didn't feel like it was as impactful as other fight scenes that we've had. Here's my here's my theory on this is that was done purposefully because it shows that Bo could have done this at any point in time. But she had become so depressed and apathetic that she was just like, whatever, they're gone. And she never had the gumption, the motivation, or the reason to go and just take back what was hers originally. Or or because she's been training with the watch for so long. Like she's been there for a little bit in their their enclave. I'm so, talking about even before she got there. Oh, so you're you're oh okay. 
that's my thought process because the fight seemed like it I, maybe easy is not the right word but that's what i'm saying she like maybe she maybe challenged. she wasn't able to maybe she wasn't able to challenge him before because she maybe didn't have like maybe she lost that 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 sense of fight uh, yeah and that's maybe, what i'm saying i don't think she had being with the enclave gave her that exactly that's the whole thought motivation. process yeah i like that physically she could have done it at any point in time i think mentally she needed everything she went through in the past few episodes to be able to mm, walk in there and be like yeah, yeah, yeah i challenge you and take him down in two minutes yeah um uh nice. what did you think of the dark saber situation hated it i thought that was bullshit and i thought that was an easy way out to keep uh Bo and mando from fighting each other and I'm like, and I'm really disappointed that they that they went through that because like, the the fight that he had with Moff Gideon, totally understood. Like we said, like I thought we we all agreed on that it had to be in combat, not just by dropping it. And it's funny we we went back and forth about this on in chat. We, someone someone had asked like, how how does Bo get the dark saber back? You know, and so we started like trying to go down the whole like, well. You know, this person it lost to this person, but then Bo didn't lose it to Sabine. Sabine gave it to her, so it's like it's it's very confusing the dark saber property. So so if you drop it while you're mm -hmm. like being captured, that is also considered the same as if you disarm someone in combat. Like it doesn't feel very Mandalorian to take claim of something because he was captured by this thing. I killed that thing. He dropped the dark saber because of that thing, but I I killed it, so now it's mine. Like that's confusing, and it it's just I wish we had a clear, concise rule as to like how that is done. I feel like it should be a disarm in combat is what dictates it goes. Like it's just like Harry Potter, right? Like let's we could just go that way. It, wand wand properties. It's a disarm that then transfers to the to the next individual. I feel like that's how that should work. So I was a little disappointed that like the creepy doctor robot in the bellies of Mandalore because he captured Mando and, and Mando dropped his dark saber and Katie Sackhoff or Bo-Katan picked it up off the ground. Therefore, it's hers. I, I don't know that that was the only part of this episode where I was like, no, it's too easy of a cop. It, was like, it felt like a cop out because I really felt like she should have had to like at the very end because it would have been that's always some of the most like like impactful events is when like two people who are friends who have you know brothers in arms they've fought together and then they have to turn on each other because of a of a of a situation like it would have been crazy if it was like it came down to the point of like if you're going to be the ruler of mandalore you have to beat him in combat and 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 din would be like this is the way and she agrees this is the way and they fight it out that would have been so much more impactful i feel like in my opinion it, my problem was they could have fought and he could have lived because all he had to do was yield. But That's he, what I'm saying. he would have just fight. had to have been disarmed. It wouldn't have been a kill. But from a lore perspective, I also understand what they did here. And I think it was less that he dropped it and more that she defeated the enemy that captured him, which in essence does follow the creed. I do think it's a cop out, but hear me out. I think it might play into the story moving forward about how she acquired it once again, and she will have to answer to that, and it will play a part, especially if Imperial Mando show up. Mm. Because if they want a reason not to follow her, they just gave her one. They just gave them one. So that's my thought process, is it will create turmoil down the line, again, like it did the first time, but she has way more of a claim than just Sabine handing it to her. But why was that okay the first time? All these Mandalorians, were all the Mandalorians were standing there and they celebrated. Yeah, but it wasn't. It ended up not being. And no, but, but okay, but that's like that's the curse, though, right? Like that was the curse. And I like, I thought but like, maybe they didn't now they all match like in all of that. But maybe now they are starting to. I think that's where this is going. Is the Mythosaur shows up? She all of a sudden has this like religious experience over it. Mandalore was cursed after Sabine handed her to the Darksaber. Maybe they're all starting to come around to like, all right, maybe there's a little bit more to this than we mm. thought. So I think that's what's happening as, to mm. them as a culture. Now, I don't think they're all going to go the way of, of the uh, the Watch. Yeah. But like the armorer said, we can you unite watch. the clans. Yeah. All right. Have you 
Have you seen the theory that I think you sent it to me or I sent it to you? I can't remember at this point that the armor is. Yeah, you sent that to me. She was. She's a. Uh, she's like one of the the remaining remnants of Maul's uh, mm -hmm. Night Watch or uh, uh, Death. What do they call them? Mandalorian Super Commandos. Super Commandos. Or because of the because of the horns on her head, right? Yeah, I don't know if I buy it, but I don't buy it either. But I mean, like, it's a fun it's a fun thing to think about. But I don't think she's nefarious. She is still yet to do anything that makes me feel like she's evil. Brooke Cass, that's her name. Is that the one that we keep on trying to figure out who that person is? Yeah, it's Rook Cast. Yeah, I didn't know so she was you, a Legends so, character, too. So you think huh. that she's still alive and she's the one that's out there with the... She was alive when we left Right, we left line. her in, 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 in Season 6 at the end when, Sabine, or when uh, Ahsoka is taking Maul off with uh, the 501st. She is apparently a Legends character, too. I did not realize that. But she's not dead, right? It's confirmed she's not dead. I'm on her Wikipedia page right now. It says nothing about her Yeah, dying. because we just, like, the last time we see her, she's in Republic control, right? She was arrested or she Battle flees? of Lord Mantell, Assault on Vizsla Keep. She's in the comics a lot, apparently. Defeat on Dathomir, Siege of Mandalore, which we that's what we see. That's mm -hmm. all before that. Yeah, the last thing we see is her on TV. Yeah, interesting. It's the Siege of Mandalore. That's it. That's the end of it. And then we don't see her anymore. So we have the base. We have that acclimating to Mandalorian culture and figuring out how they're all going to get along. The call will go out to more Mandalorians, but I think the major plot point there is that we saw how that's going to interact. So maybe we'll even do a time skip or a montage or something like meeting. I don't know. But there's more out there. And I would like a 90s the montage. This <laughs> Take it to the limit. <laughs> but... um. My my thought process goes to do we take back Mandalore in the final episode? So like an Iwo Jima moment where they're like planting the flag. Yeah, I all of the major city and Yeah, so I I think I think what'll happen is that there the 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 final big piece, because we still haven't really had a bad guy. And and we know we 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 got a sense of a bad guy when the Imperial bombers came, and then we had all those the the normal Tie fighters that were were coming from a ship. So it couldn't be it couldn't be a cruiser like what they have. Um, it's going to be a bigger ship. It's either going to be a star destroyer or an Imperial star destroyer, or like what a super star destroyer. I'm going to go with normal star destroyer. I I don't think that they would end up having one it, it, for this episode, but who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll blow us all away, and there's a super star destroyer that shows up. Um, but I think what's going to happen is it's going to be it's going to be that ship and and Bo's ship and and the Naboo starfighter Mando ship and it's going to be an all at war against whoever bombed Bo's castle because that's the looming that's the looming bad guy that we still don't know who it really is. We all assume that it's Gideon. And he got rescued. He got sent back to the to his fleet, and now he's now he's under control. He's under control of this massive armada, and he's pissed off. Um, and so I think that's what it's going to be. The last episode is going to be a fight over the planet. They're all going to fight it out over the planet. And the ending will be them all landing down, celebrating and retaking the capital. So I'm with you. I think Gideon will still be featured as the enemy. I do think that will be the introduction of Imperial Mandos. I think you're going to see Imperial Man or I think you're going to see our Mandos fighting dark troopers. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't rule out. Sabine being a major plot point in the next two episodes. Yeah, it, obviously it, we we haven't had an introduction. We haven't had that fan service introduction yet. Right. Which could also lead to Ahsoka helping in that battle. Because there's because rumors that she's supposed to be in. The rumor is that Ahsoka will be in. She's supposed some to be episode. in. I even episode, wore my right? I wore my Ahsoka socks that I got. Nice. In. Oh yeah, you got those packs. Very good. Very nice. Wore my Ahsoka socks in, in hopes that we will see my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Um, so all of that can take place, and I still maintain the dust will settle. Maybe they'll defeat Gideon. Gideon escapes again. He has to. Like he can't. We haven't seen him all season. I want more. I want more Giancarlo Esposito. Unless, like at the very end, he calls for help out to Thrawn. That's the only either that's that. The, like, that's the thing that I could see happening is like he gets his ass kicked 
And because like that, this happened last season. Like we had Ahsoka name drop Thrawn, which was huge. But now I still don't feel like we're going to see him in the show outside of maybe a hollow communication. Like that's, I think that the only way that you could bring in is like he like emergency, like sends a call out. And then the person who's on the other line on the other end of the line is Thrawn. Or they take back Mandalore, Gideon's retreating. And all of a sudden the superstar destroyer is like, I'm talking end credits after credits scene is, is like slowly barreling towards Mandalore Mandalore and like pans inside and it's just Thrawn well, they standing would be there. They would be fucked. Like there's like, that would be, they would be so bad for them. There's right. No way. But that's the whole point is then we have to wait so, a whole year and a half. It would be so bad for them. And he'll be like, they've played right into my trap. <laughs> like something like they that. They would just glass the planet again. I mean, at that point, like they're all screwed. But maybe he wants something in the planet. Maybe he's the one that was ordering the the retrieval of the Beskar. Maybe he's building army for the Chiss, like building armor for the Chiss or something. Like we don't there know. Some, yeah, there could be something. You know, maybe maybe he John Favreau convinced the Lucas team to have the Chiss join the Empire at this point and help them reform into the First Order. Like we don't we don't know what's going to happen. That would mess up. That would be. It would. Oh, there'd be so many questions for Timothy's on at that point. Be like, sir. I need you to explain what happens because Ascendancy like doesn't explain enough. and Or maybe Thrawn just straight up sees this all as a power grab. But again, I haven't read all the books, so I don't know. That's, but that's don't the still... last, doesn't the last trilogy go back in time even further? Yeah, that's, but that's the whole thing is like, so, so the Ascendancy, it brings you to the, to the doorstep of the, the, the original, the, the new original trilogy for Thrawn. So you get to the point where he's like, he's working with, the chiss and he's doing all the stuff with stuff within the myth house and then at some point i at some point he ends up meeting up with anakin uh, because he's he's sent out to scout the boundaries of of the chaos and galactic space and so like that he ends up meeting with anakin and like all these things so then it brings you to when he got sent to go infiltrate the empire and so then you work your way up through there. But the way it ends in the last book for Thrawn book three is he, it takes you to rebels. It takes you to the doorstep of when he's introduced into rebels as the bad guy. And cause the empire, cause the emperor, like, like he tells him personally, he's like, he's already mad at him. He knows that he knows that, that Thrawn is, is double crossing him. He, he doesn't trust him. And so he's like, Go to go to Lothal and take care of these rebels, you know, and like, and that's where we get left with Ron. So we kind of like we don't really know at the end of the day, like what really the ascendancy is like is up to. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions because there's a lot of there's a lot of time that has been left, you know, in and and hopefully get these answers for these questions of like what happens to Thrawn at the end of Rebels? Where does he go with Ezra? There's so and so hopefully we get there because I feel like there's a lot of people within the Star Wars fandom that just are just itching to figure out what the hell's going on. Because like Thrawn, I think outside of Ahsoka, I think Thrawn is one of the most like beloved characters when it comes to Star Wars right now. People really, really like him. And so like hopefully we get the he gets the treatment he deserves because there's I hope his story's good. I hope they don't like it just falls by the wayside. <clears throat> what if he has Ezra captured still? I mean, like, that would be sick, dude. But at the same time, again, I still, I would, I would really, really like for it to that he went back to the Ascendancy. Because then you can bring the Ascendancy in. Like, he gets to tell the Ascendancy that, like, the Empire is falling. These what rebels. What if it's not the Empire that attacks That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. Ship. That's yeah. what I'm saying is, like, the more I think about this, like, his whole idea was they are the expansionary defense fleet like that is that is the that is the that is what they do like they expand out the chiss expand out and take over things and they are also defending the chiss ascendancy from from enemies at the same time as they expand out and so like what if he goes back he knows that shit's bad he just got his ass kicked so he's able to go tell the ascendancy he's like hey these guys are in turmoil their government's about to collapse he can already see it and so now it's the Chiss's time to move in with the Ascendancy because what if the Grisk are coming? What if the Grisk are coming in and they understand that there's a destabilization within, within that, that, that galaxy and so they're, they're going to come in and try to take it over and the Ascendancy is like, nah, uh because you are mortal enemies. 
And so they start coming in. I just like, this is, that's where my brain's going. There's so much, there's so, like, when it comes to Thrawn, there's so much when it comes to the Grisk. And all, of, like, most of his books, like, they talk about the interactions with that. Like, that's the overarching bad guy. And they, we have still yet to see them talk about the Grisk in, in TV form. This would be a great time to start introducing and sprinkling that in. I love the theory that the Grisk and the Yuzong Vong are out there. It's not just the Grisk. But that was confirmed. Well, Yuzong Vong was made canon? I could, sworn, I could have sworn that they were made canon. Didn't something happen and you were like super excited about it? It was, the, I think it was the possibility because someone differentiated because someone originally people, no, they haven't been made canon yet. Originally people thought that the Grisk were like the new Yuzong Vong. Well, they operate Disney's exactly canon. the same way. But then it was determined that they're not and they don't even like look the same and they don't, the hierarchy is not the same. So. But they're like nomadic people that enslave other races to do their bidding. Right. Which is, I mean, so does the, what are those? cat people the slave traders on oh yeah i mean that's not uncommon in the galaxy so what i'm saying is basically you know you, you, i think disney their problem with the yuzong Hong is they're dark they're like they're really creepy looking right that's they're like the chaos marines if you if you follow warhammer 40k they're like the chaos marines in the star wars universe um you know they're very uh horror um What's his name? Geigerish. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Y U U Z H A N V O N G. They were a huge part of Legends Canon. Um, at one point during the story of the galaxy, they basically almost overtook it. So it's it's but their their whole makeup and biology is just nutty. It's pretty cool. We um, need a good bad guy. We don't have a good bad guy right now. We we had the Empire, we had the Emperor. He's gone. It's all, it's all in shambles right now. The First Order is not supposed to pop their head out until we get closer to Episode 7, which we are not anywhere close to that right now. No. So we need a good bad guy. We need a fun bad guy to rally, behind, to rally up against. And, like, why not introduce the Grisk? Why did it have to stay in the book form? I feel like that would be a really sick bad guy to just, like, to, it's, it's something new and, like, no one would understand unless they were reading the books. I don't even know if they're, I would assume they're mentioned in the comics. But like, you know, the normal, like the normal casual fandom would have no idea what's going on. And like, that would be super exciting for them. I think. Yeah. Because it's so different from your stereotypical bad guy in Star Wars. It's not an it imperial might, officer. It just might be too much for kids. You're right. But so we're, I mean, like, oh, dark troopers. I mean, like. Yeah. Yuzong Vong is scarier than dark troopers. I don't know. So, also one more thing about um, Plazier 14. Did that not feel like Logan's run um, a little bit of Blade Runner-ish? Yeah, it had this, in it the had dome? Like, yeah, it had this like medicinal cyberpunk kind of vibe. Yeah, very yeah, like everything was like everything opinion. was like very clean, every, like very whitewashed, and then like the nightlife was very fun and like very um yeah electric lights and it was just it was, it was nice. very it was cool very interesting social commentary too about you know how the society would collapse if they turned off the droids oh, yeah i liked that i thought that was really interesting but i also liked yeah. how the droids gave them the freedom to in, to enlighten themselves and to and to just go about and enjoy their days so i mean like you know it's a two-sided yeah, it's, it's two-sided coin kevin you know i mean like with one hand you know everything's great and it gives you the freedom the other hand you're at the mercy of the robots even know if there's yeah the nepenthe must be something new also there's an episode of star trek called nepenthe from the picard show interesting i haven't seen any of the picard show it's really good though it's awesome. i'm not a i'm not a trekkie so i think you would like trekkie as you get i think like that's an older i did older used to watch show. next generation with my aunt but i never like watched fantastic. it in order i i've heard everyone tells me next generation is the best so anything else i watch will not be as good as next generation I grew up. I grew up watching Deep Space Nine. So I mean, like, if you can get through Deep Space Nine, you can watch anything. Because that was bad? that was some real trash. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was so. 
real quick, just completely off the Star Wars topic, but next gener- or so next generation was really, really good. The people that they brought on for Deep Space Nine essentially wrote that cut like wrote that show out of spite, so they made it bad. They wanted to tank it. So like they just made it bad, but it's still for some reason did okay. So but then Voyager's fantastic too. If you like Vo- like Voyager's really good. Captain Janeway is amazing. Do I have to watch them in order or can I just start with Next Generation again if I wanted to like watch a bunch? You can watch Next Generation. I mean, like I always I grew up watching it out of order because I feel like every episode, like I mean, like they have like an overarching story, but I mean like each episode kind of like is his own thing. And obviously I'm not gonna watch like Picard and then go watch Next Generation because obviously Well no, it, well Picard sequel. happens after Next Generation. It happens oh. after Voyager and like all of that stuff. I would After presume the, so with Patrick Stewart's age. Yeah, the Borg's defeated and like all those those things. Also, if you don't follow Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen on social media, you're doing social media wrong. They're so adorable. The two of them are the bestest of friends and it's amazing. And I love both of them. And I, I told my wife keeps saying, she's like, when Ian McKellen dies, you're going to need to take like a day off work. I said, I am. Because <laughs> I love that man. He's freaking Gandalf. He's Magneto. He's just such a sweet, old, kind man. And uh, Patrick Stewart's his best friend. So follow them because they're awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Star Wars and Scotch, episode 126. Uh, Tim, uh, celebration this weekend. When yes. are you covering it? When should people tune in? What's what's the dealio? I'll let you know on Twitter. So, I even, it's Wednesday. I haven't thought about Friday yet. I'll think about Friday tomorrow. One day at a time. FB.gg slash darkness429. Follow Tim on Twitter uh, and Facebook, Darkness429, and uh, find out more about when you can uh, check out Celebration things. I will be hanging out in Tim's chat during whatever he does for Celebration. So if you're like, wait, Kevin's not there. I am there. I just, I have things to do and cannot get online. And last year when we tried to do a simulcast, sucked. we got Willow, which has not even made it a whole year and is canceled. So, um... We'll I will be in Tim's chat. FB.gg slash darkness429. Stay tuned to his socials for more information on celebration coverage. And then next week, we'll be talking about all things celebration, the first half of the episode and the Mando episode uh, in the second half of the episode. So stop yeah, on by just, for all of the stuff. It'll probably be a long episode. We just got to be careful with the, the Star Wars celebration stuff because half of the good stuff got BCD'd last year. So... Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll figure out what actually is going to be live streamed. Hopefully they have a schedule out because I went looking for a schedule and there still isn't one. So hopefully we'll have like a live streaming schedule in the next day or two. And then yes, yeah, just check Twitter or Facebook. We'll we'll have info for you there. We uh, we definitely will not share anything between us. I think it's BCB. We will not do that. No, but- I will watch it. I will watch the heck out of anything leaked. I promise you. But I won't share it with you. I won't even watch it. I'm I'm too pious to I mean, I'll freaking watch it if you send it. To I, me. Love, I love. I love. Yeah. Please. Hello, kid of the '90s. I grew up on pirated stuff. Like I could watch a handheld recorded video any day of the week. My son was watching WrestleMania with me this weekend, and the pirating warning came on at the beginning. I was like, "What's all the words?" <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't I was see like, the car. Oh my God! You don't know. This is the fear they struck at us as children to think if we shared it with our friends, we were gonna go to prison for thirty years. You wouldn't microwave uh, tinfoil? Then why would you pirate a TV show? Cause it's free. My parents <laughs> will let me watch it anyway. Um, but yeah, stay tuned for ce- celebration coverage on Tim's channel. If you want to say hi to me, it's Kevin X Vision on Twitter, Kmagic101 on Instagram. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe on Star Wars and Scotch. It really helps us out. And like we said, we've been hitting record numbers for the show the past few weeks. Uh, so thank you for that. We're Star Wars and Scotch everywhere, pretty much on the internet. If you just start typing that, it'll pop up uh, on the socials. But uh, stay tuned next week. All celebration coverage and uh, the second to last episode of season three of Mandalorian. But in the meantime, may the force be with you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.